This case has nothing to do with race. Um, it never had anything to do with race. It had to do with the right to self-defense. Right. Um, I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I support peacefully right. demonstrating. I just wanted you to hear that. That's Rittenhouse. Well, who the hell says it has to do something with race? How do we turn this into race? There's a white guy who shot three white people. Somehow, every powerful black figure in America made commentary that this was an injustice, an attack on race in America. You want examples, do you? Wisconsin's lieutenant governor, who's black and a candidate for U.S. Senate. He says this is part of a racial double standard. Over the last few weeks, many dreaded the outcome we just witnessed. The presumption of innocence until proven guilty is what we should expect from our judicial system, but that standard is not always applied equally. We have seen so many black and brown youth killed only to be put on trial posthumously after they die. While the innocence of Kyle Rittenhouse was virtually demanded by the judge, Ed Ganey, mayor-elect Pittsburgh, also black. I like it. Today's decision in Wisconsin is a clear reminder to all of us that we have much work left to be done to fulfill the promise of equal justice under the law. What the hell does this have to do with Ed Ganey? What? I, uh, anybody? No, really. What does this have to do with Ed Ganey? I have a picture uh, sent to me by my boy Billy of the young man who had his arm blown off. It's kind of a grotesque picture. Quite frankly, I would never post it. And there's a man putting a tourniquet on his arm. That man who had his arm blown off by Rittenhouse said in the trial, Kyle Rittenhouse did not shoot at me until I pointed a gun to his head. Yet somehow, every single liberal in America, and I never use this and never say this, including the mainstream media. Declared him a mass shooter, a lie. Declared him a white supremacist, another lie. And declared him guilty, another lie. It's tough, ma'am. The landscape has changed dramatically. Criminal defense attorney Phil DeLacente is also a good friend. Phil, being a lawyer today, there's so many other factors, right, than just the case and just the facts so many other factors. Yes, sir? Well, absolutely. And every jury, every judge, every witness, every defendant, lawyers, everything is different. And so when there is analog analogies made uh, or try to somehow extrapolate uh, the facts of a case to any other person's case, is I always just shake my head because it's it's really not fair it's not fair to the any defendant and it's not fair to really the populace um, this this case um, I had thought that he would meaning mr. Rittenhouse would be uh, found guilty of a lesser offense uh, I, I did believe there was a, a self-defense component justification right. 
and the reason I said that was it was about three and a half days into it, and I thought there was going to potentially be what's called a compromise verdict. And that just means that someone can't be swayed in favor of, you know, either guilt or not guilt. So what they do, a lot of times juries, uh, they'll, they'll compromise. And, uh, you know, uh, in this particular case, I was a little bit taken back that after three and a half days, he was acquitted of all of them. But clearly, even the president has said that, the president of the United States, that we must, as always, honor and respect the jury's verdict. Yeah, but he described him as a mass shooter. Previously. Yes, he did, sir. Shouldn't have done that. And there's defamation uh, potential claims that I have uh, read in the press that may be made. Phil, Phil, you've been at this a while. Probably the best I've ever known. And, Phil, are you concerned about this sort of climate with with high-profile cases? And you've had plenty of them. Where it goes beyond just the facts of the case. Where it becomes so damn political. Isn't it dangerous, Phil? Well, it is. It's 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 really it, it's it's something that defendant uh, is quite frankly it's unfair to them, uh, and it might even be unfair to the prosecution when you have a tremendous amount of people outside of a courthouse chanting, um, screaming, and you know you have twelve jurors up there and maybe two alternates uh, in PA, uh, you know, not being released yet, and they're hearing this day in and day out. Uh, you have to wonder what goes on in their head. Maybe they want to, you know, decide one way, but they are being influenced. So hold on, hold on. This is so relevant. Influence. This is so relevant. So, Phil, what you're saying is all of this outrage on social media, in the streets, in the media, you believe, sir, that regardless of what a judge says, this can get in the heads of a jury, sir. Yeah, I mean, judges always instruct, and I've had so many gag agreements that I couldn't speak to the press, but that doesn't mean that they don't still write the story or, or say it on the nightly news. And they're, they're all instructed not to talk to the press, okay? Uh, every lawyer has their own thoughts on that. Mine is, well, okay, that's one thing, but what about if you have 500 people outside the courthouse protesting right. and chanting? How can you in any way, shape, or form, claim that that is not going to be a factor. When you have and network so, people following the juror's boss. Come on, man. Scary, yeah. Phil. Well, it's 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 an intimidation type it is, component. It's, uh, it, it just doesn't belong in our system. Now, you know, yeah, everyone has a right to free speech, but that's where you have to even make the boundaries, I think, even further from the courthouse so that it doesn't influence those jurors that sit up there. Phil DeLicente, get Phil. We're about to announce something pretty magnificent with Get Phil and Get Marty later this week. Phil, my man, thanks for your insight, brother. Talk to you. Hey, thank you, Marty. Have a good day. Scary stuff.